Yo, what's up, guys? How you doing? Happy, happy Friday. And uh, welcome back. It's been um, well, a week, I guess, since I was off. Uh, took a little bit of time off last week. Last week, I actually met with some family and uh, just relaxed a little bit. I needed to decompress a little bit, get out of Atlanta, went to the coast, went to the ocean, chilled with my mother, father, my sister, and her husband, my brother-in-law, and their son, my little nephew, Luca, who is two and a half, going on three. He's at a great, fun stage, man. It was just so so fun to play with him on the beach and stuff like that and um, just see everybody and relax. You know, I got my road work in, but that was it. Got back here this week and uh, got in a couple of hard sparring sessions, uh, some really, really intense good sparring yesterday ready to go for next week baby yeah so unfortunately we don't have a whole lot to talk about in um in regards to the fight schedule i mean we got a few things going on this weekend but next week there ain't shit on the schedule so you know what i look at it like it works out perfect for my fight my fight's coming up thursday you guys will be able to stream that and tom loffler is actually putting on a card next thursday in california so there is a pro show next week, believe it or not. But uh, that's out in California. Here on the East Coast, we're three hours ahead, remember, is my event. So you guys can check that out and then watch Tom Loeffler's thing afterwards because, you know, they're going to be three hours behind. So uh, the only, you know, fight card of note <clears throat> next week on the Eastern United States is the one I'm fighting in. So uh, make sure you guys check it out, man. I'll give you guys some information on that. but. Uh, We'll talk about that today. We'll talk about a few other things. Whatever you guys want to chat about, phone lines are open. Uh, Keith in the chat says, fresh cut. Yeah, man, I just got back from the barber. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to have it nice and tight for the fight next week, you know. Um, Check this out. I'm going to be – so there's – okay, so the amateur show that I'm doing, right, this charity event, there's nine amateur fights, and I'm the main event. So after my fight, the amateur show's done, but the night is not over. I'm going to run into the dressing room, take a shower, put on some clothes, come out, and then there's a pro show, which is on the same stream. So if you guys buy, it's $15, by the way. I'll send you the link. I'll post it here. But if you get the, uh, if you get the, the pay-per-view, it's $15. You see the amateur show. But there will be like a 15-minute intermission, which is basically so I can go change, okay? So I can get cleaned up and change. And then I'm going to come back and call the fights for the pro card, which I think we got four or five pro fights. And they're all like four-rounders, six-rounders, something like that. So they'll go quick. This show is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to move. These fights are going to move. All the amateur fights are three rounds. And the pro fights are mostly four-rounders. There might be a six-rounder in there. But I'll be calling the fights with Money Powell. So that would be a lot of fun, man. So I'm going to have to literally, like, I, this is I've never done this before, okay? This is, like, totally new, unch- uncharted territory for me. I'm going to get in the ring and fight. Then I'm going to run, take a shower, get dressed, run back to ringside, and call fights. That's going to be crazy. That It's just going to be an amazing, fun night. Um, you know, to be honest with you guys, oh, I like this, Alexander, in the chat. Says Michael, main event Montero. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you know, to be honest with you guys, you know, 
of course I have a little bit of nerves and, and a little bit of anxiety and stuff like that, but it's really not that bad. I feel very, very confident because of the work I've put in, man. Yesterday's sparring, I sparred with uh, a guy that trains at my gym and we spar a lot together. Big heavyweight, probably outweighs me by about 30 pounds. Big, strong guy. He's actually an Atlanta cop and he's fighting on this card too. He's fighting um, not the co-main, but the fight right before that. So the co-co-main. Um, and we had great sparring yesterday, man. We were both just so ready to go. I can't, ugh, I can't wait. So I'm actually feeling so confident and so freaking ready, man. Cause I put in months of months of work. I got a couple nagging injuries, so I'm not hundred percent right now, but I feel good, man. In fact, the sparring was so intense and so good that my coach yesterday, um, and his coach both told us, they're like, dude, you two need to chill, take tomorrow off. So I didn't do shit today. I took like a three, a three mile walk. That's all I did. And I took my time. I went real slow. Uh, I took an hour walking like three miles, man. I listened to a podcast, Andy Frisella. I love Andy Frisella and uh, walked for like an hour. And that, that's all I did today. Other than that, I ran some errands, got my fresh cut. Check out that part. Woo. And um, also, I uh, got a bunch of T-shirts out to you guys in the mail. Uh, you see the new MOBT. Here's the, the blue one I'm rocking. Check that out. I love this blue one. Um, this is an XL, by the way, that's big on me, man. It shows you how much weight I have lost. Holy shit, I'm getting skinny. But uh, we'll get it all back in the holidays. No worries. But uh, what was I say? Oh, I, I got, man, probably 20, 30 shirts packed up, packaged up, ready to go. Um, ran to the post office today. I'm going to do another run tomorrow. If you guys are interested in t-shirts, email, uh, email my wife. Okay. Uh, you can email me at Montero unboxing at gmail.com, or you can email Tiffany T A L A M dot five one three at Gmail. Again, that is T A L A M dot five one three at Gmail email. One of us email, both of us, whatever. Let me know uh, what size you need, what color you need. And uh, in fact, I'll show them on the show. I, I can't right now. They're in the other room. But um, Monday during the podcast, I'll have some on camera to show you guys, okay? If you follow me on social, you saw me post some photos. But this time around, we got a bunch of different colors. Before, I just got black tees, right? Well, now we got black, white, uh, this light blue, which I really like, uh, gray, kind of like a military green, which is really, really nice. And this, this really nice red color. So we got a bunch of them. All right. We're selling them one for 25, two for 40. And you guys know any, anything that I get back from this is going into my studio is going into my equipment. Like always. Okay. It's not about making money. It's about getting my, my name out there and everything, of course. And I, and I love that you guys support me and want to support me, but really it's about taking anything that we get and putting it right back. One of these days I need to do a behind the scenes video and just show you guys my setup here and show you all the different pieces I got to this thing, man. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts. That's why you guys will notice I'm always looking to my right. I'm always looking to my left. I'm looking down. I'm writing shit down uh, because there's all kinds of stuff, uh, you know, that it, we invest, we reinvest, man. Um, so Real quick, real quick. Let me um let me take some of these links. Oh, I want to show you guys this story. So, um, I've done a, man. I I'm I'm really really blown away by the the response to, to my fight coming up, and I think a big part of it is because I'm opening up and talking about 
my family and, and my story and what happened with my brother. And I haven't talked about that publicly until really just a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um, so it, it's been very difficult for me. And talking about this stuff publicly has reopened some wounds that I've been trying to close, but it's part of the promotion for this fight. And I understand that. So I've been talking about it, but the response has been tremendous. I, I can't believe it. Uh, we, we did a, a press conference September 1st here in Atlanta, and we had media there, local media, and it was streamed. Um, and, and I was just surprised. First of all, they brought me up to speak. I was not expecting that. So I totally winged it. Hopefully I did okay. Uh, but they had um, representatives from the charity that were donating to there. So I spoke with them and uh, wonderful people doing awesome freaking work. So I'm so happy to be working with them. Uh, but after that press conference, man, wow, I've just been getting calls to do podcasts, radio segments, um, uh, articles. People have written articles. I want to show you guys one that my man Jacob Rodriguez did. Friend to, friend to TNC. He's been on TNC. Um, awesome guy. And he just did such a good job on this article. I want to post the link for you guys. If you haven't read this one on New York Fights yet, I'm, I'm posting it here in the chat. So hopefully, I, I'm not sure if you can click on that link or not, but I will, um, I'll share these links uh, in a pinned comment uh, on this video, okay? And for those of you that are going to listen to the audio version of this later, just, just DM me or whatever, and I'll, I'll tweet you these links, okay? I'm going to share a lot of links on the show today. Uh, but this article here, uh, New York Fights, Jacob did such a good job on this. I was, this is another one where I was blown away. He my story hit home with Jacob um, for, for several reasons. And, and I'm going to keep his, his situation and his story private at some point, he'll be ready to talk about it publicly, but there were a lot of things with my family dynamic that he could relate to. Okay. And so he took a real interest in my story and wrote this really in-depth piece, man. Um, you'll see here, uh, he posts a lot of photos in here, a lot of links. Uh, here's a photo of me at the presser. It was pretty fun, man. It, doing the press conference, I've been to a million press conferences, but being on the other side of it, wow, that was a, that was an experience, man. Uh, which I need, yeah, you know, I will definitely talk about. Here's a photo of me and my brother uh, from our house, you know, growing up as kids in Michigan. My dad still has those bowls, by the way. He still has those at his house. There's me and Anthony marching in the Martin Luther King uh, Kingdom Day Parade in Los Angeles, which we did every year. We would go to the Kingdom Day Parade, and we would volunteer with the Henry Armstrong Foundation. Uh, we know the, the, the people who run that organization, uh, and they do a lot of work with inner-city kids in Los Angeles, particularly South Los Angeles, but all over, and really all over the world, because they have partners in different countries. And they have, they have a float here. Uh, every year. And actually, Edward is the guy who runs it. He is the grandson of the great Henry Armstrong. How freaking cool is that? So him and his wife, Kimberly, run it. And uh, I've known them. Tiffany, my wife, known them for years. And so me and my brother would uh, march in a parade and, and go on the float with them and everything. And it was always a great time. The Kingdom Day Parade in, in LA is so cool. It's just a really fun event. And um, there we were. Let me see here. There's my brother. Um, that's a, it's a fun photo right there with this orange fedora. I mean, if you could rock an orange fedora, you gotta be the man. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I, I thought this was just a, a wonderful article 
by Jacob. So make sure uh, if you guys get a chance to check this out, you'll learn a little bit more about my background, a little bit more about my story and why I'm fighting next Thursday. Um, I think you guys will enjoy that. And then also, okay, here's another link. Um, hopefully this will work. I'm Again, I'm not sure if you guys can click on these, but if you can't, just copy it and paste it. So this is the link to the pay-per-view, all right? If you want to watch the fight on Thursday, all right? So here's another thing that, like, I've, I've just been blown away by this. I, I know folks at the WBC, and look, I've been critical. You, you guys know I, I've called the WBC out on some things that I don't necessarily agree with. I think, by the way, the WBA is the absolute worst. I, I do respect the WBC's clean boxing program, although there are issues with that. We'll talk about that later. Uh, and the, really specifically the weight management program, but also a lot of the volunteer work that the WBC does through WBC Cares. Um, Jill Diamond heads up that, that operation and does an outstanding job. She'd always be at the Kingdom Day Parade as well every year in L.A. Um, but they do a lot of work with youth and they do a lot of work with amateur events around the country, you know, work, especially with kids, with youth events. So anyway, I've always admired that about them. Now, do I like all the interim titles and all the shenanigans and politics? No. But props to them, despite all my criticism over the years, Mauricio and some of the folks at the WBC put that aside and kept it professional and have volunteered for this event. And they're actually streaming it on their network, the WBC network powered by Vive, V-I-V-E. That's like the pr production end of the WBC network. So this is their, um, their site. So if you guys want to get the pay-per-view, if you're listening to this later, just go to the WBC network site. If you Google WBC network, or uh, I think Vive TV, V-I-V-E TV, um, you, you'll find our website. And if you go to events, boom, you'll, you'll see what we got right here. Uh, Atlanta Corporate Fight Night 14 and Underground Showdown 4. These are the two events that you get. All right, I'm going to scroll down here. Here's a trailer. I would play this, but you guys wouldn't, you won't be able to hear it. Um, you won't be able to hear the volume, but, oh, there's me on the stair down. Let me pause that real quick. Who is, who is that guy? Oh, who is that guy? <laughs> uh, I was surprised. I'm, I'm in the trailer. They actually talk about the neutral corner, yo. I did not, I did not anticipate that. There I am um, in this trailer with, these are the folks from the Ridgeview Institute here in the Atlanta area that, and this is the facility that they have a charitable um, organization there. That's part of the facility that we're donating to. And these guys uh, help people with uh, mental health issues, addiction issues, uh, alcoholism, th things like that. So I, I met these three folks here and they're, they're awesome people are just awesome people, man. I, and, and uh, you know, took a bunch of photos with them and did some, some speaking with them. Awesome. So uh, we're going to be helping them out with, with this event. And also we're celebrating Mexican Independence Day. Obviously the main event of the pro show, Abel Aparicio, who I've had on my podcast pro fighter here out of Atlanta, originally from Mexico, but fights out of Atlanta. Uh, he will be headlining the pro show. All right. And there's a couple, there's a, there's a female fighter that just went pro. That's I think out of Brooklyn who just relocated to Atlanta trains here. She had her pro debut earlier this year in Atlanta. You'll be doing her second pro fight. Um, 
she's going to be on there. There's a couple fighters I think you guys will be interested to see on that card. But there it is, man. Uh, so, boom, you click buy and you go from there. All right. $15, guys. $15. Um, after costs, production costs are covered, proceeds go to the charity. So, uh, every little bit helps. Uh, for, that's me in the middle right there. Uh, so, the promoter did a promotional photo shoot, right? And that's where these photos have come from that you've seen me tweet out. I saw a couple of people on Twitter talking shit about the photo. And I'm like, man, like, like, like you guys, like so, there's people out there that are so hateful that, that like they can't let I'm doing a fight for charity. I'm honoring my dead brother. I'm trying to help people that are suffering from the same things that took my brother from me. And there's still people out there on Twitter talking shit. It's amazing. Anyway, that's me in the middle of that photo. Uh, to my right is Joe, Joe, uh, Joe Marie Devero. That He's fighting on the card, too. That's been my main sparring partner recently. There's another a pro fighter out of Atlanta called Nick Davis, who will be at the show, too, just hanging out. Uh, I've been sparring a lot with him, too. Two big guys, two big guys that have prepared me. And on my left there is my opponent, John Ochoa. That's who I'm going to be fighting. So just to give you guys a little inside information. And then right here on the fight poster, you see Abel Aparicio. He's going to be headlining. And uh, Melody Pakravak, she's the female fighter I've been telling you guys about that I think you'll be interested in seeing. All right. Let's see. One other, one other link, and then we'll talk about pro boxing, all the stuff you guys come to me for. <laughs> all right here we go let me see if that one posts yes okay um let me share this one last screen with you guys so for those of you who can't come to the fight you're not in atlanta you can't buy a ticket by the way if you are in the atlanta area and you want to come you can uh tickets they were on the promoter website but as of today she's closing that because there's only a few left so they'll be at the window Thursday, but you can also go to Ticketmaster and get some too. So if you're interested in last minute, you know, this weekend, early next week, you're going to be in the Atlanta area um, Thursday night, then go to Ticketmaster. But if you want to donate to the show, you could donate right here uh, via PayPal. I know PayPal, it is what it is. Uh, or you could donate with a debit or credit card. It's probably better to do it that way because PayPal is going to take a chunk of your your donation, which I, I hate that they do that. So it's probably better just to do a debit or credit card. But this way, if you do it through this, right, uh, this goes directly to, to my charity, okay? So if you want to donate, I can get you guys this link and uh, you can do it that way, all right? If you can't, if you don't have time to watch the pay-per-view, if you can't attend it live, but you still want to donate to the cause, boom, there you go. All right. All right, some of you guys in the chat are mad because I gave the WBC credits. Well, you know what? You can just, I don't know. T. White says, you respect the WBC's clean boxing program. Ha <laughs> ha, you must be on the WBC's payroll. Uh, okay, if you're still on the chat listening to me, I, I, you obviously must be new to the show because if you've been listening to me for years, you've heard me say, and actually I've written about this in Ring Magazine, I wrote extensively about this. I respect the WBC for having a program, period, dude. The BA, the BO, the IBF, none of the other ones even have a program. The WBC is at least trying, and they have a program. 
It is, however, grossly underfunded. Okay. It's, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head. I want to say it's around 13,000 a month. Don't quote me on that, guys. It might be a little more than that, but that's about where the funding is. I think it ends up being about 150 grand a year that they pay directly to VADA and they provide the, the top rated fighters in each division. And VADA administers the testing and adjudicate, they don't adjudicate results, they report results. Um, and then it's up to the other parties involved to adjudicate the results. All right. Um, so the WBC spends $150,000 a year doing some testing. I give them credit for that. They deserve credit for that. None of the other organizations do that. They don't spend a dime. The WBA, you know, everyone's favorite, right? They have interim gold titles, uh, regular titles, super titles. Everyone has a motherfucking title. And they get all these sanctioning fees for every single one of those titles. They pay zero dollars in drug testing, okay? They also have no weight management program, which the WBC has. So I give them credit. Now, are there huge problems with the WBC clean boxing program? Is it perfect? No, it's not perfect. Are there huge problems? Yes. Is it grossly underfunded? Yes. Does it go far enough? No, okay? I didn't say that. Don't put words in my mouth. Hear what I'm saying. Stop adding your own fucking context to what I'm saying. Hear just what I'm saying and nothing more. You understand? Give them credit for starting something. Now, do they need to take it further? Does it need millions of dollars more in funding? Yes. All right. Hopefully I clarified that for you because I think you're new to the show. <clears throat> uh, you know, we got Nacho on the phone. Let me go to Nacho here on the phone. And then um, I'm going to talk about this situation with Oscar Valdez. I'm sure Nacho will have opinions about that. And how it relates to the WBC clean boxing program and everything else. Um, so we'll go there. But let's let's hear from Nacho first. He's been waiting on the line since we went live. All right. Hang on one second, guys. All right, Nacho, I believe that's you. How you doing, sir? Yes, sir. Uh, I'm good. Uh, how about yourself? Doing good, man. Doing good. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, just real quick, because I'm sure... Uh, you're gonna get into it. Um, the the whole the whole thing with him with Valdez, just I don't know, Mike. I'm having really a tough time trying to figure out the whole story. Like first, it's you know uh, he tests positive, um, you know for both samples. Then he comes out with the whole story about you know he's over here uh, drinking tea or whatever because he's trying to cut coffee out of his diet in order to. Uh, you know, <clears throat> help his uh, help his ability to make weight, and then he says to Kriegel in this story that they put out a few days ago that apparently um, he was tested back in late July, and then he was tested again towards the end of August, and both of those tests were negative, and that the only ones that came out positive were the August thirteenth test that he took. And he claims that all he was thinking was um, vitamins and supplements and drinking these teas or whatever. But yet, um, everybody who keeps talking about this whole, uh, I'm not even sure how to call it. So I'm just going to call it by what they used to call it, the, the whole fin-fin that they, that they were claiming that he was taking. Um, just kind of finding out the facts of it has been really interesting. Um, <clears throat> you know, uh, Memo Heredia and Victor Conte over here are both kind of going back and forth about yeah. 
the information as far as like one says one thing, the other one says another. So you're not really getting <clears throat> a unified answer from either guy. And then um, I reached out to to Conte at one point uh, on Twitter just to see if he was uh, trying to stick to the uh, pretty much to the same answer that Heredia gave me. And he didn't really give me the same answer. He gave me something completely different. So I'm having a tough time trying to figure out who's telling the truth and who's trying to uh, sensationalize uh, the story between the two of these guys because it seems like neither one is really com- coming out with um, 100% uh, truthful facts. It what, seems like what did Memo each tell you? one has their own idea. Memo basically came out with the story when I uh, asked him on Twitter about how <clears throat> he made the claim that a fighter could be taking this and that even if you stop taking it like 14 days before a fight, that it would still be in your system and that you would get all the benefit and everything of uh, increased energy, increased stamina, and like way better endurance. And then uh, Conte came out with something saying, um, <clears throat> he was talking to somebody else about it um, on Twitter, and he put out a, a response of like, oh, well, if you take this, then um, the half-life of it is only, the effect only lasts up to 24 hours in your system before it's, like, gone. He goes, so it doesn't have a long-lasting effect. And then I went back to Memo and and asked him that, and he's like, no, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He goes, I know guys who took this, and, uh, you know, they took it for a certain period of time, and then they stopped taking it, like, two weeks before a fight. And they claim that they still got the benefit out of the drugs, even though they didn't take it for 14 days uh, before a fight. He goes, so uh, Conte doesn't know what he's talking about. And then <clears throat> and then I went back to Conte just to kind of repeat that to him. And he basically goes, yeah. He goes, you know what? I tried to ask Memo exactly where he got this information from, and he won't respond to anything because he's blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> so... You just can't get a straight answer out of these guys. Yeah. And it just makes me real skeptical about who's telling the truth. It just seems like both guys like have their own agenda to push, whether, you know, it's one guy is kind of making it seem like he's uh, saying Valdez is a cheat. And then the other guy is kind of making the claim of like, well, he's not really cheating, but what he did take is something that he shouldn't have been taking in the first place. So it's just a mess between these two guys that claim they're experts in the field. So it, I'm just like, I, I don't know what to think anymore at this point. Like, I'm just kind of like, oh, well, you know, nobody can come up with a with a consensus answer as to what this really does and what the actual benefit of it is, you know? So, well, uh, yeah, but uh, <clears throat> I was just going to say, oh, I was just. I, I was yeah. just going to say, man, that, that's the problem with boxing in general is there's no one central. You think about all the way at the top, there's no one central regulatory body. There's no one central governing body making the decisions. So, like, remember when Billy Joe Saunders popped for a banned substance, Massachusetts said, we ain't letting him fight here, right? They 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 said he ain't fighting here. They made that decision, the commissioner. <clears throat> Well, Arizona, they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll let Valdez fight here. And then they wouldn't even give the reasons why. 
So, so every commission yeah. kind of does their own thing. And that's why I'm like, man, we need a federal commission to tell all these states what's up. Not that I'm a huge big government guy or anything like that, because I'm not. And I do respect the system that we have in this country where states can have different laws. But man, with something like boxing, like you got to have federalized, streamlined laws when it comes to this drug <clears throat> testing stuff, man. And when you look at that camp, dude, Valdez has popped now. Canelo's popped. There's been several guys in that Reynoso camp that have popped in like maybe some of its ignorance, uh, maybe some of it's even cultural because down there in Mexico, and Mexico is not the only country that is like this, but I do know because I've been told from people there, friends that live down there or have or visit family down there, I should say, because they're American, but um, you can buy certain drugs over the counter. Like like banned so shit that is banned here in America that you can't get, you can get down there at a pharmacy over the counter. And with, with, with these drugs, man, a lot of people, when they think of performance-enhancing drugs, they think of steroids. They think of putting on muscle and stuff. That's not what most boxers are going to use this shit for. Most martial artists in general, not just boxers. You want to cut weight. You want to help uh, increase the oxygen levels in your blood. You want to be able to uh, push yourself harder in training. You want to have faster recovery and healing. That's what the drugs now do. So, man, if you're going to camp for 10 weeks and you're getting, you're pushing an extra two or 3% more every day because of these drugs than your opponent can, yeah, one day, two days, that's not a big difference. But, dog, over 10 weeks, that adds up. And you come into the ring, maybe it's not in your system. Whether it's still in your system or not, it's not going to be detectable. This one drug uh, Valdez took, it's not detectable after a couple of days. It burns out of your system. But I do agree with Memo to an extent where the benefits of it, because if you just train for 10 weeks using this shit, even if it's out of your system the week of the fight, you got in a better camp than your opponent. So you're coming into the ring more rested. Uh, your cardiovascular is better. Your 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 cardio in general is better, and uh, you're not as injury prone. You know, man, I'm coming off a of camp and I got muscle tears and bruises. You know, deep deep muscle bruises and bone bruises and shit. If there is a drug out there that can make all that shit go away, it'd be awesome. You know, and that's kind of what some of these dudes are doing. You know. Yeah. No. I mean, <clears throat> I agree. Like, I I'm sure. Like he, like you said, he might have um, some truth as to what he said in that you get the benefit over a long-term period of time. Yeah. Um, for sure. Um, the only thing I was just going to say was just um, <clears throat> I totally think that Valdez and Top Rank look horrible for going out and um, having this fight tonight. What they should have done was they should have just basically, you know, canceled it. <clears throat> and then they should have uh, said that uh, – you know, Valdez was going to sign up to do Vada the same way that Canelo signed signed up to do Vada after the whole controversy happened when he tested uh, positive. That way, you know, moving forward, at least Valdez could always say, like, you know, <clears throat> I'm 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 over here testing all the time. You know, nobody can say that I'm doing you know X Y Z in order to cheat. So I think that would have been the best thing to do. But for some you know, I think it was just a money situation. I just think Top Rank and ESPN felt like they couldn't afford to, you know, lose out on the uh, money they'd invested in promoting, you know, this card and promoting him fighting tonight. So, you know, I think they just went through with it, but I, I just think it's a horrible look for 
yeah. everybody involved and and now everybody um is gonna look at uh Valdez in, in a different light because of the fact that he got in trouble for this, you know, and it's a it's a rough situation for him, but at the same time, you know, he has to own it and he has to now figure out, you know, moving forward what he can do to try to uh to, you know, uh put himself in a better position where, you know, he ain't taking something that later on, you know, he's gonna get in, in trouble for and then claim, Oh, well, you know, I wasn't taking this. I was taking like you like you made fun of his uh, herbal tea thing. Yeah. You know, you can't be doing that. Eventually people people are just gonna think you're full of shit no matter what. So mm-hmm. uh yeah, I mean it's just a, a crazy situation. Um and then uh really quick about the uh I just kinda wanted to touch on the other ridiculous card that's going on tomorrow with uh with Triller. I mean, like you were saying, Mike, the fact that they're allowed to move the card from one state to another just because they wanted to try and uh, put a guy who has no business being in the ring anymore in Evander Holyfield, who has always been one of my favorite fighters to ever watch. But that guy has absolutely no business being in the ring. And these guys are dragging the shell of Evander Holyfield out there to fight a guy in, in Vitor Belfort who... Yeah, he's not a a pro boxer per se, but this is a guy who in MMA has some legitimate hands, and he's a lot younger. A lot younger. So for them yeah. to, you know, yeah, for them to put out a fifty-eight-year-old man to get hit on by a guy who's at least fifteen or sixteen years younger than that—that's ridiculous, and that's um, absolutely horrible on Triller's part. And the fact that uh, you know they got all these other old guys on there, like. Tito Ortiz and uh, Anderson Silva and David Hay. It's like, what is this? The senior citizen tour? Like, you know, this is what boxing has come to now where we're going to watch guys who, you know, 10, 10, 15, 20 years ago, they were great fighters, but now they're just kind of out there, like, you know, making themselves look foolish, fighting, you know, fighting these so-called exhibitions. Like, I don't know. The sport sport is in a really weird place right now, Mike. Yeah. We can't get guys to make fights. We can't. We we're getting fights canceled. The guys guys are catching COVID, and then you got these dudes doing these senior tours. It's just talk about a, a weird place that boxing is in right now for 2021. Um, and then yeah, just the last thing I wanted to bring up. Um, I heard Steve Kim kind of report this, and I don't know if you have any more information. It sounds like they're getting really close to finalizing a deal between. Crawford and Porter yeah. to happen. And they're talking about it's going to happen sometime in November, possibly, and in Vegas. I mean, I hope to God that fight happens because at least that's a real fight compared to what we've been seeing lately. Yeah. Nacho, you cut out. You still there? Oh. Okay, well, I, I hear yeah. you. You just cut out for a second. But I, I agree with you. I, I love that fight. And I I really do think it's going to happen. So that's great. I mean. Oh. Yeah, it's yeah, gonna save need, the schedule. We need fights like that to happen. Yeah, after what's happened lately with uh, Figueroa having a fallout, and, yeah. and then uh, you know other guys falling out like Teofimo, and oh, really quick with that one too. Did you hear about how they moved that card to a Monday night, Mike? Do you really think that's gonna work? Yeah, I it, it was Tuesday. Now it's Monday. I, I you're going up against Monday night yeah. football. Because I, th- I think they didn't yeah. want to go up against the World Series or something. It's like, yo, man, you're going up against Monday uh, Night Football. Uh, baseball. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I don't oh. like that's crazy, man. I, I I think Tuesday night sounds better than Monday night to me, but it is what it is. Um, I'm trying. What game is it? What Monday night football game is it? Uh, it depends. Oh, if it's I, a shit I game, then... yeah, I was gonna say, but that's too early in the season for it to be a crappy game. But yeah, that's you a never good know. point because last so, night's game was good, right? Yeah. Because they they stack yeah, it up in the beginning exactly. of the season. Yeah, the first month of the season is always usually pretty competitive, so that's why I'm just kind of yeah. scratching my head that they decided to do it on a Monday night. I think they could have picked a Wednesday, if anything, or even a Thursday Wednesday night. Wednesday or Thursday I night, think man. would have been a better idea. Thursday yeah. nights are underrated. So, yeah, I think Thursday night would have probably been a better option. But College you know, night, man. Oh that, well. That's uh, a lot of professionals go out Thursday night drinking and shit. Like That's a smart time to put on shows. They, Thursday night shows always yeah. work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, Mike. I don't know if anybody else is on the line, but I just wanted yeah, to call in and just uh, say what's up. All, All right, right, man. Okay. I'll, I'll, all right, man. Thanks, Nacho. I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Yeah. You know, following up on what Nacho said, um, and just the whole topic with the WBC clean boxing program and everything else, I think a lot of people there's just so much misinformation out there. That's the biggest issue, but here's one thing a lot of you guys got to understand. And I I apologize for those of you who uh, have heard this a million times. WADA world anti-doping. Okay. They set the rules. Okay. And the testing groups, they have, they may have additional rules, but they go by the protocols set by world anti-doping. That's WADA. So, VADA right now, and VADA's always tested for the full prohibited list, which means in competition. So for some stupid reason, WADA has this thing that is there's an out-of-competition prohibited list and an in-competition prohibited list. And the in-competition list states, <clears throat> I'm paraphrasing, so don't quote me, but basically it's the 24 hours before your athletic event, whatever, whatever sport it is up to the event, right? So for a fight, it would basically be from the way into the fight. Think of it that way. Okay. That's in competition. To me, that's fucking stupid. That's not in competition. If you're training for a fight, if you're in camp, you're in competition. If you have a fight signed and you signed a contract, you got a date, venue, network, all that, and you're in camp training for that event, you're in competition. So if you're using anything while you're training, you're in competition, right? Because you're training to compete in your fight. That's the way VADA sees it. Again, I'm paraphrasing, so I don't want to speak for them, but that's basically the way they see it. So they only test. It doesn't matter if you're in camp the first day, the last day, or if you're not even in camp, if you sign up with VADA, boom, you are getting tested for the full panel, the full in-competition panel set by World Anti-Doping. VADA is the only testing group that does that, okay? All these other groups, USADA, UCAD, and there's a bunch of other small ones, are a fucking joke. They're a joke. That's why they never, they never come back with a positive result. When's the last time you guys heard UCAD popping somebody or USADA popping somebody? You don't, right? 
With Vada, it's several times a year. And there's only a handful of guys that are actually willing to sign up for Vada testing. So the fact that Vada test is for in competition, for the in competition panel, I applaud them on that. That's the right thing to do. Because again, you go back to my example. If I'm getting 2% more out of my workout because I'm taking this herbal tea supplement, quote unquote, okay? Some of you guys will be like, 2%, who gives a shit? Yeah, okay. But if it's 2% over 10 weeks, do the math there, guys. That starts to really compound and add up. And at the end of 10 weeks, I'm coming in the fight week where I, I can push myself more. I've pushed myself more in camp. I've recovered better. I'm more rested. I am less hurt, less injured, less sore than you are. That is going to benefit me in the ring. It doesn't matter if I've taken it the 24 hours before a fight or not. Just use fucking logic. You don't need to be a scientist, okay? So the loophole here is that, well, WADA says, well, according to World Anti-Doping, you can use that drug if you're out of competition. And Oscar Valdez was using it out of competition according to World Anti-Doping Standards. So that is the loophole that Team Reynoso, Team Valdez, Top Rank, ESPN, the WBC, all these parties are using to go forward with this fight. Now, do I blame them? Not necessarily. If I'm a businessman and I'm trying to make my money and do my thing and there's a loophole I can exploit, I'm probably going to exploit it. I'm not saying I like it. I'm not saying I approve. I'm not saying it's a good thing or ethically, you know, morally sound. But guy, it's it's like the billionaire who pays five dollars in fucking taxes, right? Amazon. How many billions does Amazon make? They pay nothing in taxes. Why? Because they exploit loopholes. They buy off the pot the politicians, and they exploit the, the loopholes in the tax system. Right? It's the same thing here. So don't hate the player, hate the game. If I'm going to fight Oscar Valdez or you know, I, so I'm going to I'm going to step over the line a little bit and, and trigger some of you. OK, if I'm fighting any fighter coming out of Mexico right now or Russia right now or China right now, any of those sorts of countries where you can get some of this shit over the counter and it's no big deal. I mean, in Russia, they have state sponsored doping. OK, I if I'm fighting somebody from that country, I am demanding full VADA testing, or we ain't fighting. That's it, okay? I'm going to be suspicious. I'm going to be suspicious of everybody. And I'll add this. Caleb Plant talking shit about Canelo Alvarez and his team and how there's been a couple of positive drug. Uh, you know, they've popped for drugs a couple times. He's true. He's right in all that. How many times has Caleb Plant done full VADA testing before this fight with Canelo? Zero. So yeah, what you're saying is true, Caleb, but you're also being a hypocrite because you've never done the full VADA program yourself. Now, I'm not accusing Caleb Plant of doing anything. I believe he's a clean fighter, but you can't sit there and diss somebody for popping you know, on a test or whatever in the past or their team having multiple athletes who have popped when you've never even done the fucking program. Okay. So put up or shut up. You're about to make $10 million. Be an example. Be the next Nonito Donaire, the only guy in all of boxing 
in all of fight sports that I can think of, but all of boxing for sure, who has done full Vado testing since their inception, 100%, 24-7, 365. He's been the only guy to do that. And he's not even close to the top 10 highest paid fighters out there. If he can do it, all these other guys can do it too. All right? We need more Nonito Donaires in this sport. Uh, Chris Bergen in the chat, I saw you earlier asking what time will my fight start? I don't know exactly. I know that the fights start at 9, or I'm sorry, 5 o'clock, um, 5 o'clock Eastern time, which I think is 10 o'clock for you guys. My fight's probably going to go on late for you guys because uh, I'm the main event. So the thing is, they are three-round fights. They are going to go fast. Um, probably get through four or five fights an hour, I would imagine, at least three or four an hour. So maybe around 8 o'clock, um, Eastern time, which would be, uh, one o'clock in the morning for you guys. So it's going to be late. I'm sorry. It's going to be late, but if you guys buy the pay-per-view, you will have access to that video, I believe for 24 or 48 hours, something like that. All right, let's go back to the phones. Guys. We got a bunch of calls now. Holy shit. We started something. All right, let's get to the phone. I think this is Keith. Keith, what's up? How you doing, man? Good. Hey, Mikey six. How are you? Good. Mike Sticks, what's up? <laughs> Old school. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I heard that in a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I listened to one of your old episodes. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> yep, that takes me back. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to, again, I'll probably be watching the fuck. I wish you good luck next week. Thank you. I'll, I'll tune in. probably tune in as well. Yeah, no problem. Um. <clears throat> So just to kind of elaborate more on this whole situation, I wasn't even aware of the, I didn't pay too much attention to the, the WADA versus Vada situation, but yeah, if there's a loophole, I, I, I don't, I mean, it's wrong, obviously, ethically, but I don't blame South yeah. Camp for taking advantage of it. Same. Um, if I'm, if I'm Consegio, I mean, he beat him the amateurs, but it's also hard for him not to want to continue with this fight as well, too, because this is a big opportunity. He wins the title. It kind of changes his life, but, I would even suggest maybe ask for more money or something. I mean, because this clearly he kind of has some leverage at this point as well, too. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, I, I mean, to... he could do that. Yeah, I mean, it is a, I, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a PED, so it could definitely, as you mentioned, it's going to give him more, it's going to give him more, get, get more out of his training camp, give him more stamina. Um, so I would, yeah, I would do that, but. It's a, it's a tough, it's a really, it's a, it's a crappy situation. I don't think the fight should happen. It should be canceled. Valdez should probably go into Vada and, and kind of create a clean slate and just add to the amounting issues in Boston where there's no one governing body to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to ask you too, what do you think about Caleb Plant adding RJ Ward to his camp or whatever the hell he's doing with them? I, I guess, you know, getting some some friendly advice from a guy who's been there, done that, but at the top of the mountain, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I know War doesn't like Canelo. You know, there's a little bit of a rivalry there. But is it going to really add anything to Caleb's arsenal that he's going to be able to bring out, you know, having talked to Ward for a few weeks? I don't think so. I still heavily favor Canelo in this fight, man. I really do. Yeah, uh, same. I'm actually, <laughs> Andre Ward's actually one of my favorite fighters of recent times. And then him and Sergio Martinez, I think, had him and Canelo fought. I think Andre Ward would competitively beat Canelo, but this isn't Andre Ward fighting Canelo with Caleb Plant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Caleb Plant, he's, 
he's fast. He has he's tall. He's rangy. He's got a he's got a style that will trouble Canelo for a few rounds. But uh, once Canelo starts getting in the inside and kind of working the body and punching a hole in his already leaky gas tank, I think he stops him mid to late rounds. To be honest with you. Yeah, I could see that. I could see a late round stoppage, or I could see Canelo kind of getting on his bike and surviving and it going the 12 round distance. I could see either one of those, but I don't see Caleb Plant winning this fight. I just don't. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it'll be competitive, but at the end of the day, I think Canelo wins. Mm-hmm. Um, w- one thing I want to touch on, too, uh, you actually asked this question about a month ago. I just I wasn't able to get on the call at the time. It was, I think, something to do with boxing and a love for boxing and it and if if you know if you would ever if someone would ever you ever give a boxing move on just because of how the way it is yeah is that when i made my uh i think my my comparison to the to the crazy broad you're dating that's really great in bed it's hard to walk yeah. away <laughs> yeah 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 all right well where do you stand on that I never had that. Well, I guess I kind of experienced in the past with a woman, but for me, uh, no, I would never give a boxing. And there's, for me, it's, it's threefold. One is um, when I used to, when I was in on the amateurs, fortunately I got hurt. So I had to stop fighting. Otherwise, you know, you'd be talking to someone who could get for whether his first loss and Canelo as well too. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, I love boxing. I'm, obs- I'm obsessed with it. I'll compare it to this though. One thing I did give up, I'm a, I was a huge diehard New York Jets fan, and I would be, you know, my 18, 19, 20 years old, pissed off at Mark Sanchez for throwing an interception or just screwing something up, kicking the furniture or whatever. And then just after a while, I realized it's not worth it. I, I kind of lost my passion for it. But with boxing, I mean, I look at it as someone that something that can be fixed and continually improved on. And I've, I've worked in the industry. I've worked at shows, this and that, nothing crazy. I've tried to get in the industry. Um, and on a more higher level, it hasn't happened yet. That's why I, I'm kind of doing what I'm doing right now to create something my own. And because I love it so much, that's you know that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me so passionate about the sport as well, too. So it's something that I'll probably never give up, to be honest with you. I hear you, man. Yeah, I, I think um, once you have that passion for something, once it's inside of you, you could get really frustrated, but you're never walking away completely. And there's just a handful of people that for whatever reason, boxing touches us and we're just never going to leave. We're always going to be involved in this crazy dysfunctional sport right now. I'll admit, I mean, you know, I'm focused on training and in and, and that, but my interest in the, I always am interested in the sport, but my level of frustration with the sport this year is at an all time high. I don't think I've ever been this frustrated with the sport as I am right now. It's just really in a bad spot, dude. They've got to pick it up, man. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you hundred percent. I mean, it's, it's, it's at an all, all time high. I mean, this year compared to other years, you look at like compared to 2008, 2009, there was corruption, but it was just really, really 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 bad politics and now it's just yeah. bad politics couple that with the fact that it's just blank it's just being blank corruption that's all and then you have you know different different groups within boxing pitting each other against each other it's not the best place right now and hopefully you know it can rebound it will rebound down in the future um and i, I sent you an article too i don't, I don't know if you know so you're probably really busy but michael no michael what was his site and i fight today 
an interview or an article on Caleb Plant's, I guess, ex-girlfriend, former mother of his of his previous daughter, kind of talking, spinning a different, talking about a different perspective about what happened with his um, with his with his deceased daughter and how they kind of they use it as a PR. Um, oh yeah, that story has changed. I found it very interesting. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, um, very few people are willing to talk about this. I hinted on it. I did a piece on Caleb Plant and Ring Magazine a couple of years ago, and I consulted with that author that you're talking about on Michael Wood's site, because uh, that that article should be two or three years old, I think, on, on that site. Um, but th- th- this individual spoke directly with Caleb Plant's ex. And the story that she tells about Plant and the daughter and everything is very, very different than the story that him that he tells through his PR people. Uh, Plant was not as involved with her life as he makes it out to seem. And there's a um, well, I mean, I'll let you say it, Keith. I'll let you say it because I'll get shit for it. <clears throat> yeah. So what basically what his from what I remember reading what his what the woman was saying was that. Uh, Plant was just never there. Like he was yeah. never there when the he wasn't there at the birth. He wasn't there during the I guess essentially the child's tribulation. Uh, Even when the child the died, I believe with the daughter. And I think so too. Yeah, he wasn't yeah. there. And there was one point too when uh, she gave birth and he was at a tournament, amateur tournament, and <sighs> she basically uh, let him know that uh, the baby was born. I forget what what, what the actual disease was and. You know, it caused him to lose, and then Caleb Plant's mother was giving, basically coming down on his the baby mother, essentially. So it, it just seemed it makes it. I'm not. I don't know what to believe. I mean, I, I, I've come across Caleb Plant at a show, and he just I didn't like his energy. Again, I didn't talk to them, so yeah. I can't say I can't say as much. But it, it kind of spins it in a different light, and that's kind of in push. TBC's kind of kind of brushed that under the rug per se. Oh of yeah, of course, because it's gonna you know it's gonna change the whole narrative. So. Well, that story gets told to every single media outlet that Plant and his people talk to, and they've polished it very, very well. And I understand the business; everyone does this. It's it, you know, you're gonna you're gonna leave out a few minor details. You're gonna polish stories to make them a little more presentable and uh, clickable and things like that. I understand, but um, I've only talked to Caleb once either, and he does have a peculiar energy, um, you know that tough to crack tough to he, he was very difficult to interview yeah. you know there's other guys that you talk to and right away you hit it off and you could interview them and you could get them to open up about things and he was you know, staying it felt very much like he was staying on script with certain questions and certain things yeah yeah i'm sure a lot of fighters get coached too as well probably. oh yeah so uh, one guy who i fight, think is really you know great to interview i think i've interviewed him in the past uh, Sean Porter, really, really nice guy. Sean's he's awesome. Down there as well, too. His dad, too. Yeah, yeah really they're nice awesome guy. people. Awesome people. Yeah. All right, Mike. I know you got a lot of people on the waiting, so I appreciate the time. And uh, yeah, talk to you soon. All right, man. Thanks a lot, Keith. Have a good one. You too. Yeah, man. Uh, that story um, should have made some more headlines, and like I, I, ha- I had a very difficult line to to walk on a tightrope to walk on when i posted my piece in ring um because i didn't you, you know you're going off of two different people's word which one do you go with i kind of chose to go with a little bit of both and kind of call it down the middle 
uh, in my piece. But if you listen to Caleb Plant's ex-girlfriend or baby mama, however you want to word it, um, she spins a very, very different narrative. And it's, it's, uh, it's not very flattering for Caleb Plant uh, from a PR perspective. Uh, Joe in the chat says, hey, Mike, are you, look, are you looking to put dude to sleep or is it more of a friendly match? There ain't no friends in the fucking ring, son. Once that opening bell sounds, we're going to battle, my man. Uh, you know, honestly, I will say this. I'm looking to get rounds in. I do want to get some work in. I'm not going to go out there and just try to KO dude with one punch in the first round. I want to get some work in, touch him up. Third round, we're going to work. We're going to work. I've trained a lot. Right? I've prepared a lot. So I am going to uh, make sure I get some work in and get to show off a little bit of what I can do. But when there's only a minute or two left in that fight, oh, yeah, we're going, we're going toe-to-toe. Uh, Michael Mendiolo, what's up, my man? He says, uh, Andre Ward is the only fighter capable of making Floyd look exciting. <laughs> the day he retired, boxing breathed a sigh of relief. Ward's biggest win was a loss to Kovalev, even though the judges gave it to him. Yeah, you know, look, ugh, I like Andre Ward a lot more as a commentator than he was as a fighter. I respect the hell out of him as a fighter. And everything, but there was a little, uh, there was a little PR shine to what they did there, and a little um, massaging of the narrative there. There's some things about Andre that aren't so godly, so son of godly. Okay, I'll just put it to you that way. <clears throat> but as a human being and as a man, he's mellowed out a lot after his his fighting days, and he's a lot more likable now as a commentator so i really hope he stays retired he's doing a good job for espn chris bergen says i mentioned the crazy chick analogy to my friends and they all picked out one of my exes from 15 years ago yeah dude uh we all look if you're old enough you some of you guys are you know 20 something years old maybe you haven't been there yet you, you'll get there okay there's gonna be that one that when you hit your mid thirties, you know, you hit your forties, whatever, and you're settling down, you get married, whatever it is, you, there's going to be that one, or maybe a, a couple, maybe a few that you remember. And you're like, God damn, why did I put up with so much bullshit from that crazy woman? Oh yeah. That's right. And and your friends will, uh, they'll know which one they'll know right away. Cause they'll be, Oh dude, you used to drive us crazy. When you bring that chick around, you know, they know exactly who you're talking about. So I, I thought that analogy was on point. Now, some people didn't like it. Some people got offended because, you know, everyone has to get offended these days. Where's that comment? Kouster says, son of gonads. That's fucking funny. That's funny. Look, in that Kovalev fight, boy, did he go low a few times. But Kovalev also screwed himself uh, with his poor training for that fight. <clears throat> so that was a two-way street. But that first fight, man, I, I really thought that Kovalev won that. And I was right there next to the ring. All right, back to the phones we go. I think this is Jack. Is this my man Jack Alter on the line? Yes, sir. What's up, bro? What's up, Jack? How you doing, man? Good. Hey, real quick. I just want to say I got one of Michael's shirts. And you guys definitely got to get some. Like, he, he obviously didn't sponsor me or anything. They're just because, like, I mean, like uh, – uh, I got one for my dad too, and they're super comfortable and they look great. Just they like, are comfortable. Uh, I got one my size. It makes it look, 
not no, no, not trying to be Patrick Bateman esque, but the muscular, <laughs> and like <laughs> muscular and good too. You know, but you um, know what, yeah, man? Guys, uh, we we actually this time around we uh we spent more money and got like the better fabric, so it's a little more breathable and comfortable. It's a poly cotton blend. It is soft. They do feel good, man. Versus the first ones. No, nah, dude. Yeah, it's absolutely. <laughs> J&M says Jack's funny. Yeah, man. Patrick Bateman. Dude, that, that's me. Though. No, the shirt, just the shirt looks great. And uh, when I go to Mike's site on Thursday, me and my pops are going to be ripping Montero unboxing. And yeah, not yeah. only that, no, it does look. I'm, su- I'm surprised. Like, I was surprised. I was like, no, I, I knew it was going to be a good shirt. But I was like, okay, damn, this is, this is good. But anyways. Dude, uh, a, a lot of people print shirts and they, they get this $2 shirt charge $40 for the shit. It falls apart in the washer. I, I, I'm barely making anything on these by the time I do shipping. Cause I paid the yeah. money, man. I paid the money for the nicer shit, you know? Um, but anyway, so I'm glad you like the shirt, man. W- what's your dad's name, Jack? Uh, Ralph, like Ra- from a Christmas story. Ra- Wait, okay. Is that his name? Ralphie. Isn't that his name from the Christmas I, story? Man, I go, I don't even remember. I haven't seen a Christmas story in a long time. But um, yeah, that, that's what I think. It I think I so. Think R- Ralphie and Jack. But, All uh, right, so I'll see you guys Thursday. Yeah, yeah, it's Ralph, not not Ralphie. Okay, so I'll call, I'll don't call him Ralphie. Okay, I right, call him Ralph. Yeah. All right. J yeah, and M says Mike is a horrible day. model. <laughs> and then we got Michael Mendola, dude. That's got two M's, like Michael Montero. Yeah, Michael Mendola is the yeah. man. He's a good dude. Good dude. But uh, anyway, you brought up Caleb Plant and uh, brought up Caleb Plant and Canelo. You want to know the funniest thing? So uh, I saw this tweet. I don't know if you saw the tweet too, but someone was just like, imagine Jordan Plant after the Caleb Plant Canelo by interviewing Caleb Plant after he's knocked out. Uh, (laughs) It's going to get ugly. (laughs) Look, man, there's going to be some bad memes after that fight, bro. There's going to be some bad memes. There's already bad ones, but my favorite was like <laughs> the Caleb Plant quote: "I'll never let a white boy be." <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> that is yeah, pretty funny. Yeah, and then like the the Andre Ward, yeah, the Andre Ward one, <laughs> like him talking to Andre Ward, just like he's gonna hit you, and just like you will quote in the picture. Oh yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. I just wanted to get your opinion real quick on the fight tonight, and do you think? Uh, I don't even. Kansai Kao is the way I've heard it. Kansai Kao, yeah. How do you see this fight going? You know, man, I I think Valdez is going to steamroll him. I hate to say that, but I think that I do think there is some shit going on in camp. I think that he's going to want revenge for the amateurs. And just when you look at styles, uh, it it will probably go to distance or maybe go late. But I think he's going to plow through this guy somewhat after some early competitive rounds. That's the way I see it. Yeah, what would you think about Tim Bradley just going off on going off on Valdez? Have you seen that? I've I haven't seen it, but I've heard of it. I heard that he said like, uh, what what he's he's something like uh, he should be suspended or something like that. Or no, he said I hope he gets knocked out. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, I think Tim's taking a little too far with that, but. Tim has become very, very good at, at getting responses from people with his hot takes. He, uh, as I said, he's kind of the new Teddy Atlas, you know, I think he does a better job, 
Uh, he's really becoming a much better commentator too. I, and he's fun to listen to. He's, he's sometimes he, he says like goofy kind of shit and he makes me, they'll talk about sandwiches and shit, you know? So he's, he's kind of funny and goofy, but um, yeah, saying that you hope the dude gets knocked out. Hey, I, that, that's, that's a little too far for a commentator to say something like that. But uh, I don't know, man, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, I was just surprised at that. But anyways, I know you got other calls. Uh, are you still going to do the neutral corner next week? Yeah, yeah. We'll do TNC Monday, and then um, we'll do a show Friday, too. So we'll do both. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. And wait, you want to know something funny? So there's been so many. Uh, this is the last thing I wanted to like chime in real quick. Um, so there's been a lot of fight changes, and I just remember, like, have you ever, like, had a dream, and you remembered you had that dream when you – mention when someone mentioned something and you're like oh i had a dream about that yeah sense like, you memory I mean? like you have a dream. yeah yeah but, uh, someone because the the whatchamacallit you told me uh you were like oh my because I, I i just assumed it was on a saturday you're like oh no it's on a thursday i was like oh okay then i saw the tfimo uh the tfimo cambosos fight on a monday yeah and then the val the valdez fight today and I had a dream, or like I can't even remember what happened, but like I was <laughs> like I I checked on Twitter, like and like people were like, "What are you talking about, dude? You missed the fight. It was two days ago." And I was like, "Oh like, shit, I don't even know what fight it was. I can't, I can't, I can't remember what it was." And people were like, "Bro, are you stupid? That fight happened like on Monday." And I was like, "Oh shit, that'd be funny <laughs> if that happened." But anyways, man. don't let that happen next Thursday. Yeah. Hey man, I will. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'll see a, you there. Yeah, have a good rest of your show, brother. All right, man. Hell yeah. Peace. Peace. There he goes. Yeah, so Jack and, and his family just relocated to Atlanta from Indianapolis, and uh, they're coming out to the fight. So that's going to be badass, man. We got uh, Trey Anner, who's a friend to the show. He's I don't know if he's on the chat today or not, but him and his wife are coming. So we got a few people coming to the show, uh, my cheering section. My cheering section is going to be very small, so you guys got to be loud because I don't know anybody here. <laughs> so my cheering section is going to be on the stream, all right? I want a bunch of you guys to get the stream and watch from all over the world. And um, remember, if you buy the stream, you're gonna. I think, I think you get access because it really is like a pay-per-view. I think it's either 24 or 48 hours afterwards you could go back and watch. So, so that's pretty cool. Feeling dangerous with the super chat. Thank you, my man. He says, uh, I'm making my pick in the biggest fight next weekend, Montero by third round KO. Oh, I like that pick. Oh, wait. <laughs> that was the wrong button. Holy shit. What the hell? There we go. Dude, I just that's I just completely jinxed myself. I gotta remember that those buttons. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Oh, that was funny. All right. Uh, Mindiola says that Kansekau looked pretty good at the weigh-in. Valdez looked a little gaunt. Don't count that Brazilian out. Okay. All right. I haven't seen the weigh-in. I will take your word for it, brother, because you know your shit. I hope we get a great competitive fight tonight. But, man, I just – I got this feeling, man. That's some shadiness was going on. Chris says, uh, did everyone see Willie Monroe go crazy on Twitter? Oh yeah. Yeah, man. Willie Monroe lost his mind on Twitter yesterday and it was outstanding. In fact, I'm going to show this to you guys real quick. Um, 
Let me let me look up. Let me find his account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. I want to share my screen just to show this to you guys. And for you guys listening on the audio, I'll I'll read some of these out loud. But he was tearing Memo Radio a new asshole last night. Let me find this. I, you know, the thing is, I can't read his tweets word for word. Uh, oh, yeah. So Memo blocked him. Willie says, all these PED dudes in bed together, all of them, they know. Just know that I know. I'm usually quiet, but I know too much about the dirty shit in this sport. Being quiet has gotten me put on the shelf. So let's talk about it. PEDs. And then it's just, he's talking directly to memo Horadia here he says oh you're playing victim now please spare me the fugazi shit now nah, g let's talk about all the fighters you loaded up on peds and then blackmailed them when they didn't do what you wanted them to do everything comes back full circle you're gonna see he says uh wait so oscar valdez is still allowed to fight damn when this happened to me they didn't let me fight and i was exonerated fought five months later for significantly less money you know, he is right, man. I mean, there, there's a double standard here, guys. It, 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 it is unfair. Uh, like, you got to be consistent with this shit. He says, uh, I just don't see a fighter who makes over 75 mil a year eating no damn tacos in the barrio of Mexico where the Clen beef is too rich to do something that stupid. Good point. Willie says, uh, we all knew boxing was a filthy sport, but damn Y'all just don't give a shit. Y'all cheat out in the open and still let these dudes fight. That's some coke shit. <laughs> you got to do this shit in front of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah, I can't read the rest of that one. Uh, ah, it's core American. At its core, American boxing is hilarious. They let YouTubers fight. People are blatantly on the juice and getting away with it. All the old people coming back for one or two paydays. And it goes on. Dude, he was just, he was on a tear last night. And you know what? He was speaking plenty of truth. Now, some of it, maybe he was, you know, a little, little sour about some things that happened before. Uh, but, yeah. Trentinon Peril says, Hergovic won on the zone. Yes. Uh, by the way, guys. Um, so, uh, Philip Hergovic fought uh, Marco Redondic, Redondic, um from Montenegro. Uh, Fights out of Germany, but from Montenegro. The Croatian just destroyed him, dropped him five times. Third round stoppage. I actually did a quick recap write-up on Ring TV. Sent that off to publisher um, right before I started this video. So you guys can go there and check out my recap. That was a really one-sided fight. And that's when, you know, padding records goes bad. That's pretty much what that fight was. Mark Ashley with the super chat. Thank you so much, man. He says, uh, dipping out of this one, can't support it in good consciousness. And what about guys like Donaire? Unfair, but best of luck Thursday, brother. Great cause. Thank you so much, Mark. Uh, I hear you. I Look, it's, it's going to be tough to watch the fight tonight, and I sure as hell ain't watching that shit tomorrow. Nacho was talking about that earlier on his call. Evander Holyfield is 58, dude, and – it's one thing, look, when Mike Tyson fought Roy Jones, you can tell by looking at them that they're both pretty healthy for their age and fighting each other at the stage that they were at was okay. It was really, really okay. There was no problem. Evander Holyfield doesn't look as good. You know, hitting the mitts, man, you guys saw that shit. It didn't look good, man. Now, maybe he was holding back and, and maybe trying to troll a little bit. I don't know. 
I don't think so. He, he's pretty much a straight up kind of guy. He doesn't really get down like that. I just, I'm really uncomfortable about this. Now he's fighting a guy that I think is at least 10 years younger, um, who's in much better shape, looks closer to the way like Roy Jones and Mike Tyson looked, you know, than the way Evander looks. And to make it clear, you know, to be clear, Evander's in great shape. I hope I'm half as jacked as that dude when I'm going on 60, but just didn't look good, man. Didn't look good hitting the mitts. I shouldn't be faster than Evander. I shouldn't hit harder and be faster and more skilled than Evander Holyfield. I shouldn't be. But you guys saw the clips, man. I, that's just that was sad to look at. All right, let me get a couple more quick phone calls, guys, and then I think we out of here. We got Brian on the line. What's up, Brian? Hello, you're Hello, on the show. I heard the beep. Oh yeah, I can I can hear you. Oh, this is Andrew. This ain't Brian. Oh, Andrew, sorry, it said <laughs> Brian Andrew, on my. Uh, that's so weird, man. On my <laughs> software that I'm paying extra money for, it's supposed to show me the town and the name, and it says your name is Brian. God damn! I, I should get my money back. I'm sorry about that, Andrew. <laughs> no, you're fine. Uh, yeah, uh, I heard you talking about the trailer show tomorrow. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna probably end up buying it just because I, I, I cannot believe this. We got a, we have a, we have a late replacement fighter who's 58 years old. Yeah. Like, I mean, if they matched him right and did all and took more safety precautions and whatnot, I mean, I guess okay, but. He's 58, and he's the replacement fighter. Like this wasn't the this wasn't Plan A. Like, you know, I don't know like how much training he's been doing going up to this. Like how prepared he is. Like, I mean, you know, normally I would always pick the boxing guy or the MMA guy, and you know, a boxing fight because you know that's that's that, that's the sport. But I, this just I mean, this does not feel right. I mean, you know, the only I mean, it, it's it's such a circus show. I mean. You got two commentary options, one between the, the 45th president and 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. What what a freak show that fucking card is. You know, and I have nothing against the former president. I, I, I'm, I'm down the middle politically. I don't give a shit about the politics of it. It's just the notion that the former president is going to be calling the action. A guy who was the heavyweight champ in the 90s is fighting the main event. And who else is on the card? David Hay. Um, there's a couple other guys. I can't remember. David Hay is fighting Joe Fournier, some like American multimillionaire. That's right. Like, that's right. In his spare time. Yeah. And then oh, man, who else is on there? Okay. Like, it's, just a, it's a freak it's show. A weird freak what, what, kind of, what kind of music people are on it? Are there any music people on it? Oh, I, 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 I can't remember who's on. I mean, I'm sure there'll be some good musical acts because you know that, that's another reason. Like, I don't mind. You know, it's not a terrible idea. I mean, the Super Bowl's done it for years; it's been successful. And honestly, I wouldn't mind that keeping more into mainstream boxing. You got like a super big pay per view card, and you get a little like 40 minute musical concert in the middle. Cut out one of the bouts that's a little less important. And give us that just kind of has like an intermission type thing. Like it's not a terrible idea if you get a good yeah, musical act. I agree. <laughs> like it, it, that, that, that's the that's the crazy part. Is that, that, that's the thing about Triller. Like they have good ideas, but they they just take them way too far. Like way <laughs> too far. Like like 
the, yeah. the, the Paul Aspen card was like six hours of concert before he got to the main event. Dude, like, yeah. Oh, Forty minute musical event was sick. That's that's cool. Like I'm that's actually kind of fun. I like that idea. But uh, two three hours of it, no, slow down. I was exhausted okay, that night, man. Oh, it, it, it just went on forever. It was like, I, can't, I went to bed at like 2.30 in the morning. Yeah. You were at the event. I can't imagine. Yeah, dude, I had to drive. I had to go through all these COVID protocols to get in there and do everything, get my stories off and all that, get out you know, through security. And then, you know, leaving the, the venue, everything was busy down there, downtown. Man, I probably went to bed at 4 a.m. that day. It's crazy. And, and, and that's the other thing, I, the main reason I called in. Like, I've tried to be a bit more optimistic than you have been, and that's just kind of my nature. <laughs> yeah. Trying to be optimistic about, about boxing. But boxing is really just, it's gotten bad. Like, the, the event in the months of, like, you know, with the exception of the, uh, in America, I'm talking about American boxing. I'm not talking about, you know, Joshua Usyk, that's going to be a great fight. Awesome. Absolutely. But, like, in America, the, the event in September I was most looking forward to was Fulton Figueroa, a unification yep. match in a stacked weight class to kind of, you know, shape the pieces on who's number, kind of number one and two, which I think is MJ and Fulton. You know, hopefully those two guys could face off eventually. But that event got canceled. I, I actually had tickets to it. I was going, I'm flying oh, out shit. to Vegas on Monday morning my vacation. Damn, Gone. man. Um so, so the, the, like the only like real American boxing event at this point in time that I mean, there's the Canelo fight, so that's kind of a, in November, but in October now is Herring Stevenson. Yeah, and I'm now I'm planning on trying to go to that event, and I am just crossing my fingers that nothing ha- bad happens. I'm making sure everything I pay for is refundable. <laughs> <laughs> that's a smart wanna, bet. <laughs> I don't want to be held out for. It. Hey man, if you come, let me know because. <laughs> I'll be there covering it for Ring, so uh, I'll I'll meet you. You know, come say hi. Oh, oh yeah, I'll shoot you. I'll shoot you a DM if it all works out. I'm supposed to be off that weekend because I work three out of every four weekends, and that's actually my weekend off. I was like, oh, that's a great fight. I Cincinnati, it, it, because uh, Delta is the main airline we got. It's so easy to fly into Atlanta. Oh yeah, like it's okay. cheap. It's easy. There's tons of them and you know you know i could be like if i wanted to i could be in and out of atlanta in like less than 24 hours not that i'm going to i'll probably spend the weekend there but okay <laughs> have a have a little bit of a good time so i'll let you know uh one one more quick thing and i'll hop off i didn't know the t-shirts were live for sale where do i find them <laughs> the, the t's email me dude um yeah. Mon- montero unboxing at gmail you can email me Okay. Um, or you can email Tiff. It's T A L A M dot five one three at Gmail. Mine's probably easier. Just Montero Unboxing at Gmail. Email me and we'll do it from there. We either do like Venmo, Zelle, just something like that and just handle it that way. And then we'll ship them up there to you. Okay. I, I, I appreciate you. I'll probably email you either today or tomorrow. I'm, I got the. I got the uh, the Valdez can take out card on mute right now. Uh, All right, but I uh, appreciate you taking my call. Uh, you you have a good you have a you have a good weekend, Mike. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate your support. No problem. Uh, Oops, sorry. Have a good one, Andrew. <clears throat> uh, Keith says Trump was hosting fights back in the day. Yeah, I you know look, Donald Trump at least has somewhat of a boxing background. He he. Uh, Promoted fights in the 80s with uh, Mike Tyson, 
at several of his casinos. And he had other fights. It wasn't just Tyson fights at his casinos in Jersey. Uh, Triller and a lot of these these other platforms, they bring on people to commentate and stuff that have zero background in boxing. They know anything about the sport. So at least this guy knows a little something about the sport. But still, it's it, it's it's funny to me because like I you know he was the president. It, it's just it's so random. You know, the guy's banned from Twitter, but he's going to be calling fights on Triller. Like it, it's just it's just a freak show. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's just insane. All right, uh, all right, a couple more calls, guys, because we've been going. Wow, almost an hour and a half. Let's make these quick, okay? Let's make these quick. Uh, five seven zero, you are on the show. What's going on? Hey, Mike, thanks for squeezing me in here. Yeah, man. If I'm a little redundant, let me know because I I just got to your show late, and okay. uh, I wanted to talk. A, well, I watched some of the heavyweight fights today. Uh, Tony Yoka, he's absolutely food for any top heavyweight man. He's He's like Wilder without power. Ooh, that's my assessment. I mean, I could be wrong. That's not good. Yeah, he's real sloppy. And the guy he fought had a padded record, just like the guy that uh, Ergovich fought, who had a padded, padded record. But at yeah. least Ergovich just dominated him. Ergovich is a beast, and uh, you know he's gonna he's gonna win a title uh, when he gets a chance. But um, staying with the heavyweights, um, I always I've been bringing up Usyk versus Joshua. Joshua is cutting weight he said he wants to outskill Usyk to me I think that's ludicrous I think he's either you know putting out false narratives or he's just uh confident that the judges are going to have his back I think this is a mistake if Usyk's weakness is a size disadvantage if Joshua would come in there at 260 and just impose his will on him that it's a hard fight if he tries to box with Usyk he's going to get outboxed and he's going to made, get made look silly. And with the lighter weight, you remember Riddick Bowe when he came in against Galata the second time at 235, he got, he got knocked around the ring like, like a feather. And uh, I'm not saying that's going to happen with Usyk, but he's so slick, so skilled, has a lot of heart, very durable, and just puts punches together. like he, He's like a big Lomachenko. Hmm. I, if he has this strategy, then this and if this fight goes the distance, you're you're getting good good odds, by the way, for this fight to go oh, the yeah? distance. And where are the odds AJ, right now? Yeah, big time. Well, to go to to fight go the distance, you get plus one twenty, and if uh, AJ wins by decision, you get plus three fifty, and if Usyk wins by decision, you get like plus five hundred or plus four fifty. So hmm. that's where I like to put my money on this fight. I don't think the judges are going to give Usyk the fight unless he absolutely dominates eight out of the 12 rounds so uh i think aj is gonna play it safe and, and try to box with this guy knowing that the officials are in his uh his pocket hmm. so uh there might be money to be made here i know a lot of people are picking knockout but i don't see it if you get that kind of money if you get that kind of money for uh aj by decision man that's a safe bet that that's that's money in the bank I have him in parlays like from the last month and uh, for big money. I mean, he, yeah, plus 350 to win by decision. And with, with the judges in, in England and, you know, the way boxing is protecting their establishment fighters, that, that's the golden bet. And that's Hell yeah. you know, where I have my money. Also, a draw is pretty high with plus 2,200. Damn. So it's just something to look at. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and, keep uh, us posted on those odds because I wonder how much they change. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'll screenshot you and I'll send it to your, your Facebook messenger. Okay. And, uh, I'll keep you I'll keep you posted on it. And, you know, keep the fans like that tune into your show that, that do bet on the fights and inform because there's money to be made here. Um, I made a lot of money like 20 years ago betting Vlad Klitschko to win a decision over Sam Peter when nobody thought that fight was going the distance. And I was ringside for that fight. Mm. And uh, everyone thought I was crazy, but I cashed big time on that when I was a lot younger. So again, there's golden opportunities in boxing. You just have to find them. And, um, that's what we're all here for, you know, for, as fans and as uh, consumers, try to get our money back from all the ripoffs that we've been getting. <laughs> that's a good um, way to say it. Yeah. One final thing, Mike. Okay. Yeah, you have to. And and Mike, one final thing. Um, you know, I've been saying about the Sean Porter, Ter- uh, Terrence Crawford fight. This fight will never happen. They uh, they don't want to fight, and uh, they're pushing back the, the purse bid. So it's the same old same old with these uh, these fighters at welterweight. They're they're so entitled. I mean, I like Sean Porter. Um, I think he's like like you guys said earlier, a great guy. Comes from a good family. That's true. But when you're involved with the the politics and and the other people, kind of bring you down. And I I just don't see this fight happening. I think these guys want the easy fights. Um, especially for network reasons. And uh, you, you see with uh, Boots Ennis now, he's he's in a fight of nobody. Uh, the only guy that's stepping up is Ortiz. He's the only guy in that division that, that's truly a boss. And for, for that welterweight division to act the way it acts, where all these guys think they're superstars, it's a disgrace and it's hurting boxing. And that is why you have this stupid card tomorrow. Because these guys do not want to fight each other. They want to sit and wait for everyone else to do all the work and then come in for the big big money fight that they didn't earn. And that's why we, the fans, are subjected to the crap that we have to be tomorrow. Jim Lampley, smartest guy in the world, he said, no, thank you, I'm out. Yeah. And uh, it's, 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 it's dangerously close to saying boxing might be going down the tubes, especially here in America, if Holyfield gets hurt, if he gets hurt tomorrow, hmm. be prepared for some major, major blowback. And uh, maybe even tonight's fight, you know, if there's an injury or if something happens, major blowback. Because there's, you know, with the PEDs and all that. Right. I think we're in big trouble with boxing right now, the way it's formatted in the Americas. And uh, these fighters really need to get a hold of themselves, check themselves at the door, their, that ego. Stop being businessmen and start being fighters because it's enough's enough already. So I'll let you get back to the show, Mike. Thanks a lot for your time and good luck to you next week. Thanks, Dad. Appreciate it, man. You too. Super chat from Trent Nonpareil. Thank you, Trent. He says, I hope your match fulfills you, man. Go for the stoppage. Hell yeah. And then Sam A with the super chat. No message, just uh Tip the show. I appreciate that, Sam A. Thank you very, very much. All right, guys. I think uh, we had a couple other callers, but they dropped off. So we are at an hour and a half. We're going to sign off. So um, have a great weekend, guys. And we will have TNC Monday. We're going to preview my fight again. Um, oh, one more, one more super chat from Mark Ashley. Thank you, Mark. He says, sanctioning bodies are so corrupt at this point. Caller is 100%. Yeah, man. Man, I hate to end the show on such a negative note, but I mean, 
What can you say? What can you say, man? It's getting harder and harder to defend this stuff, guys. But, hey, I'm getting the ring next week. I'm fighting to honor the memory of my brother, Anthony. I'm fighting to raise money for a charity here that's going to help people in the Atlanta area. So that's positive, right? That's positive. All right, so there we go. We ended on a positive note. I love you guys. Have a great weekend. I'll see you Monday. See you at the fights.